0: We're joined on the line by the executive director of the Afro Middle East Center, Naeem Gina. Thanks for speaking to us this morning, Mr. Gina. Thank you, Ziki. Now, after a bruising campaign uh, that focused on his failings, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, has won a clear victory. At least that's what he's telling his supporters. What can we read from uh, the results that we are seeing thus far?
1: Well, the, the latest results, and now, you know, uh, I think almost all the, the ballots have been counted. Um, it's m- likely that, that Likud, Netanyahu's party, will get about five more seats than the than the Zionist camp. So they've they've surged ahead and and they're quite clear. But uh, of course, uh, thirty seats, which is possibly what they'll get, um, is only half of what they need in order to be able to form a government. Um, with 120 seats in in the Knesset, they need 61 seats to be able to form a government. So. What we're going to see in the next few days is uh, lots of horse trading, possibly in the next few weeks, lots of horse trading, etc. But um, it's, it's very likely that Netanyahu will uh, will be the new prime minister, and uh, the policies uh, of the past two years will continue. Um, his belligerence towards Palestinians and the rest of the world. Um, will continue if not intensified.
0: How easy or difficult do you think it is going to be for Netanyahu to actually build a coalition? Uh, because you know he has publicly himself spoken out against the government of unity.
1: Well, he, he is speaking out against uh, saying that he won't get into government of national unity means uh, means getting into an alliance with the Zionist Union. Uh, but in Israeli elections, you know, you don't, whatever politicians say before an election and what they do after is not necessarily the same thing. However, even without the Zionist, uh, without the Zionist camp, it's possible that he will have uh, enough alliance partners to the right of, uh, of his party to be able to scrape together the 61 seats. Now, you know, to the right of, of Likud, we talk about really far, far right. And and I wouldn't agree, Sakina, that that the Zionist camp is uh, left of centre. The, the Zionist camp itself is is a right wing party, but Likud is further to the right, and and the, his alliance partners will be even further to to the right of that. So he could scrape through an alliance that gives him 61 seats. If for whatever reason he's not able to do that, then we could see um, the possibility of uh, uh, of a unity government between Likud and. Um, And and Zionist camp, which will make uh, politics somewhat interesting if hamstrung uh, in in the Knesset. It would also mean that for the first time ever, Palestinian parties in the joint list would be the uh, official opposition.
0: And what does this mean for the Palestinian people as a whole? I mean, does this change their situation in any meaningful way?
1: Uh, Palestinian people, as a whole, no, not not at all. Um, I mean, um, Netanyahu has made it clear a few days ago that um, he doesn't support the establishment of a Palestinian state. So the notion of uh, um, of of a two-state solution, an Israeli state side by side with a Palestinian state, um, Netanyahu is saying it's dead. And if he becomes the prime minister, he will ensure that that uh, that he knocks a few nails into that coffin. So uh, effectively. Um, what Netanyahu is saying is that the only future for the Palestinians and for, for Israelis um, is a one-state solution, which, frankly, is what we currently have. We have a single state with a single authority. It's just that um, about half of that population um, lives under occupation and with no rights, um, you know, much like we mm-hmm. had in, in, in South Africa. So I think that that's, that's the way it's going to uh, move forward. Um, This, of course, poses a very serious challenge to Palestinians, um, particularly within the Palestinian Authority, Fatah Mahmoud Abbas, who have put all their hopes on a negotiated future. If uh, the Israeli government is saying there's going to be no negotiations and there's no future, um, they need to reevaluate their strategies and and talk about whether they want to continue talking about two-state solution.
0: Thank you so much, Naeem Gina, Executive Director of the Afro-Middle East Center. Meanwhile, uh, Israeli elections could also have major repercussions in the United States. And to tell us more about this, we joined on the line by U.S. foreign policy expert and Daily Maverick Associate Editor, Brooke Spector. Thanks for your time this morning.
2: Oh, good morning. Good to be with you.
0: Now, how is the outcome of this election likely to affect what has seemingly become a quick-tempered relationship between the United States and Israel?
2: Uh, it's, well, it's not going to be good news, let's put it that way. Uh, although the, the election, the results of the election aren't, aren't finished. The result, well, let's say this way, the, the election's finished, the results of the coalition building is not. Uh, but it's quite clear that people in Washington were not happy with the idea of Netanyahu coming back into a third consecutive term. Um, it's quite clear that there's an enormous amount of fence-mending that's going to be necessary on Netanyahu's side, given the current texture of things after his visit to the United States and his speech in the Congress uh, and a variety of other statements about the uh, potential Iranian uh, agreement. Uh, it's. It's going to be an awkward time, and most of that fence-mending is going to have to come from from Netanyahu's side, assuming he's the next prime minister. And I I underline that, because we haven't yet seen the beginnings of that negotiation within Israeli politics, and there's going to be a lot of commentary about that. Um, So I'm I'm reluctant Mm -hmm. to say that it's going to be easy, but I'm equally reluctant to say uh... just how hard it's going to be because Netanyahu's the one who has to make has to make all the backward steps from the positions he's taken against the United States president
0: And and those are some serious uh, backtracking that needs to happen because Netanyahu has directly stated uh, that um, he would oppose a Palestinian state if he's re-elected, and that, of course, runs contrary to U.S. policy. So, you know, how exactly um, are they going to mend this particular fence, uh, given what has happened, given what has been said, and given where the United States stands on this matter?
2: Well, it's going to be his problem to solve. But remember... uh, It it was in just the last couple of days prior to the election where he said the two-state solution is dead after having said uh, several years ago that it was not. He's the one who has to now unravel what he's done. The problem is he did that in order to gain the final edge in the election, and now he's the one who has to sort of unravel his his last-minute political promise that uh, was just that was perhaps the thing that made the margin of victory possible, but I, I, I need to underscore the the fact that this is a margin of victory in a very strange way. Uh, he's won about a quarter of the electorate. It's it's hardly a resounding majority.
0: Mm, but 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 what will the United States do in the event that Netanyahu doesn't backtrack?
2: What right. are they going to do? Um, well, there's not a whole lot they can do in a direct kind of way other than uh, begin to make increasingly strident statements in his direction, uh, slow down certain kinds of joint relationships in military terms, perhaps in procurement terms, uh, make it increasingly less welcoming for him. Um, Because, remember, Barack Obama, the president, is also in a rather awkward position. He needs the Republican majority in the Congress to not actively oppose the negotiations, uh, the P5 plus 1 negotiations with Iran that are supposed to end at the end of this month. So the whole thing becomes an enormous tangle, and it's going to be very... Very awkward to watch it unravel
0: and uh, speaking of awkward positions, uh, there has been reports about an apparent uh, probe into the White House's alleged funding of an NGO to push for the ouster of Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, uh, do you know any more about that
2: no i don 't actually um, I, I, I think there was some last minute campaigning uh, and some last minute arm waving that uh, there were people who had worked with the White House who were now working with uh, Netanyahu's political opponents. That's not unusual. The the two nations are sufficiently close that political strategists, analysts, and campaign strategists uh, have occasionally gone back and forth between the two countries. So it, it, it wouldn't have been beyond the realm of possibility that some political consultants who had worked with the Democrats were in fact now working uh, with the, uh, the, the Zionist Union, um, but whether that was a concerted White House campaign, I think that's, that's some strident political rhetoric, uh, hoping to stir up just a couple of more votes uh, right at the end as people went into those, went into those voting places.